Welcome to the Yang Gang Roundtable. This Sunday, October 25th, 8.18 p.m. We have a, a late show special today to accommodate our guests. Uh, we have Jack and Manny. They're Trump supporters who are Yang Gang. And uh, part of our mission statement here is to bridge communication gaps. And we have not really had any Trump supporters. People who are still supporting Trump's who, Trump. Trump. Trump's Trump. There's only one. Uh, people who are supporting Trump and our Yang Gang. So welcome to the show, Manny and Jack. Uh, Manny on camera, Jack not pictured, but here. Um, please, uh, I'm done. I, 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 you started talking. I like that. I'm going to hand it to you. So please, please introduce yourself. Hi, um, I'm sure a lot of you just know me from back when I made a Twitter poll that got viral um, between Andrew Yang and Trump. It got over 100... Was it? Um, no, it was seventy-five thousand, uh, and Yang won by nine points. Um, it got really viral, and that's how I got interact. I was a Trump supporter in twenty sixteen, and then got to know um, the Yang gang through that poll because um, we got into, into discussions about UBI and Andrew Yang and what he, what his platform is like, um, and that really got me into really deep discussions in a very peaceful manner. Uh, I'm sure you guys remember those times. <laughs> um, and we discussed UBI very clearly. I understood it very well with Scott, um, uh, the UBI guy. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, so he was very, um, very reasonable explaining me what it's about. Um, I had a long conversation and finally I understood it. And then I was uh, very amazed by how I never heard this before in the past you know, a decade. Of, of how things are going, but things are happening under our nose, but we're not taking care of it. Um, UBI is the solution for it. And it was just something that I really liked. So I moved over to supporting Yand- Andrew Yang um, to, to, uh, for him to be president. So I, I actually voted for him in the primary in New York. Um, and I was excited, but then um, it was a really sad day when he dropped out. I was actually in Nevada campaigning. I, I went there um, I got a flight, um, went there to help out, and he dropped out in New Hampshire before he came to Nevada. I was so broken. I was sitting in my hotel room watching it live, how he just announced that he's dropping out. I was, it was really, it was really broken, um, working hard and, and spending money and time and effort, and then he's not in the race anymore. So that was, um, that was really upsetting. But, um, but going forward, I was really happy that Andrew Yang took that whole movement and didn't stop there. He's actually doing uh, what he planned um, even without being president, without being a candidate, without being in politics, he's still getting things done, which shows a lot uh, about him and his uh, ideas is actually not just about politics. It's about actually getting things done. So that was something that's really positive and beautiful. Now we're turning a corner now to coming towards, um, the 2020 election and, and things are really he- heated now. Um, a lot of the gang split up, um, going right, left, and some in the middle, not even supporting any of the candidates, um, voting third party or libertarian, independent, so on, writing in Yang. So there's a lot of um, mixed feelings, to say the least, uh, and very heated discussions in between us. Um, I personally uh, moved to the right um, after a long put out um, calculated uh, discussions with people and, and looking at policies, looking at two sides until it came to a certain point where I just felt like one side is just 
is being too strong on their on their opinion and not even wanting to discuss it. So I I, I basically gave up on that um, on the point of like fighting with someone, but just being on my own opinion and living with it. So that's I decided to vote. They actually I voted um, in person early with, for Trumps, and uh, that's something that you know people could cancel me call me out, shame me for it. It happens to a lot of people. I'm someone that could take it, meaning I'm someone that I'm I'm fine with going public that I'm a Trump supporter because I know that um, I I have an opinion. I have my um, way of understanding things, and that's fine. We we could disagree. We're still very much one family. We're Americans, um, and we all want the same thing. The question is how to get there. Hopefully, we want the same thing. Most of us want the same thing. We want a better, fa- a better um, livelihood. Get rid of pov- poverty. Uh, fix our roads. Fix our bridges. Fix our communities. Our schools. Education. Uh, healthcare. All these things are things that we all agree on. At least most of us, rational people, agree on. So there's 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 just the question of how we get there. That we could discuss. That we could. Oh, it's beautiful to have a debate. That's that's what America is like. And that, that's exactly what I was putting out today. I'm like, this is the real American spirit. Even if the picture is not perfect, but it's the idea of two sides coming together. And maybe they disagree. Maybe they have total disagreement. But at least they could come together on being human, being like respecting one another. Because you're both made from the same God, and you have the same body. Um, you just have to. Respect. That's first. First is respect another being. After that, you could talk. You could have a discussion, um, and that's something that's really important. Now we have to stress more than ever. We need someone that's going to unify the country. Um, stress on how we could all actually agree on things than dis- more than disagree. Um, and you know, Trump's not perfect. Don't don't. I'm not taking that Trump's the perfect guy. And he, I, I really wanted someone like Ying um, and Tulsi is great. Um, Tulsi Gabbard. I just think. Right now, this is the two options. Joe Biden has lost his mind. Um, he's he's. You just look at the schedule. He's sleeping in his basement most of the time, and he's not coming out. He comes out for a little bit, and then he's tired. He's losing sentence, and he's not with it. He can't be a leader of this country. He's just not fit. Um, now, you're going to say Trump has a lot of tone, wrong tone, the wrong message. He might be right on, on a lot of things, but the fact is, it's about what, what he's done. He's done an enormous amount of things. I was just looking through an accomplishments of what he did. Even if you don't agree with what he did is good, but he did so many things for his supporters. He, his promises that he kept on the campaign trail, he did an enormous amount. Um, and that's something that, that we have to focus on, seeing policy, not just character. Um, character is important, but policy is really, really important. And I don't think Joe Biden has the best character, to be honest. I, I look at him, look at him, how he, he he screams at people, his supporters. He called them chums. He called them names. I don't think he's someone that has a good character, even if you're going to character-wise. So there's a lot of different things over here that we could um, discuss. I want to open discussion. It shouldn't just be me, my opinion. I want to hear what you guys have to say, and then I'll you know, talk about it and see how we disagree and agree. I do. I do want to jump in real quick, you know, to because because man, like I I do understand where you come from as far as like talking about various uh is- issues that matter and you know even even you know things like like mental health and, and stuff that don't really get much recognition, especially by the general public. Like they and and things are just things are just uh, uh so so divided and so like once okay, what's what's that? 
Oh, this is, um, let me mute myself. Can you say? Oh, okay. Well, I was just, I was just saying that. Uh, yeah, like there's, there's a lot of like, uh, like these one-minded perspectives on both sides. You know, that, I mean, that's that's how you see it. Like the, you know, you have those who are saying, "Oh, pick me because the other side is bad." That sort of, that sort of type of rhetoric. There's not really any sort of substance and. Uh, and to be honest, like uh, you know, I'm just putting it out there. I didn't vote for either one, like Biden or Trump, because I felt yep. that they didn't, they weren't leadership material. And for me, it's it's about not not about like what they did for their supporters, but what they've done for the entire country, like all everybody all together. And um, and so far, um, nothing has really improved. You know, especially in you know, in a lot of in every single community, it's only like certain parts and things have just gotten worse there's a lot of civil unrest there's a lot of uh disruption and you know the you know the the swamp hasn't been drained as been drained as trump would say you know like there's still that corruption none of that has been addressed and we're just looking for you know someone who can not only bring us together but can solve these big time issues that you know even and and from across the board not just the ones that are trending or you know, at the top, whatever, but, you know, even those that don't get discussed as much because they lead to these bigger happenings that we're, that we're seeing, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's, it's, it creates, it creates a domino effect. And, you know, and I feel like that's why Andrew Yang, you know, was so easily, you know, a lot of people like gravitated to him because he talked about every single issue, um, across the spectrum no matter what like and that reflected in his policies that's why he had over 150 dice literally dissecting our systems and and going through the details as to like okay how can we address this and that he didn't overlook he didn't overlook or overshadow any any other thing like every every single issue every single subject uh you know had had importance it had it had a uh, it had merit you know and the problem is it's like uh you know, people in this society, in the general public, like we're, we've become so brainwashed by, to be honest, yeah, by the media, by the, the top officials, where they're not telling us the whole story. And then when someone, you know, uh, like like Yang actually pulls the cloak off of our, our eyes and stuff and tells us what's really going on, you know, even though it's, it's a it's like a state we, we start reaching that reaching that stage of enlightenment. Is it? It's also a bitter pill to swallow, and it's really upsetting because now we're seeing like, okay, what we thought before was all a lie, and you know, and these people at the top, like, they're just laughing in our faces and not doing anything about it, and and um, and we're just forced to like, you know, you know, settle down with you know what seems a bit better from our perspective and the person we choose because it's like. You know what? What else are we going to do? It's it's like we're given these very harsh ultimatums that only cause more harm than good, bring more detriment into our lives, and it's it's just like it. And it's it's a terrible mindset. It only creates more chaos, more uh, uh more um division and disruption, and a lot of uh uh like a uh, lack of lack of energy and and uh, uh um drive to do better. And you know, do something uh, substantial or productive that could give us a, a better, brighter future. You know, because the people in general, like they're just like, uh, you know, I'm just voting for this guy because the other, the other guy, or the other person 
I don't like. Like that's that doesn't that that's not a good a good mindset, you know. And I'm not going to be one of those people who are like, well, you know, this one's better or that one's like. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going down that road. I'm. I'm like. I have too much um, respect for myself to be like. No, I'm not. I'm not just going to. You know, just <laughs> settle for what was what's put it what's put in front of us. You know, I'm. I'm just going to like go by. You know, who I who I think. You know, um, has has uh, has the those characteristics that I spoke of, and so far it has been Andrew Yang, and that's that's the one that I that I. That earn earn my vote, earn my respect, because he's he's literally speaking the same frustration, the same you know language as me, and very and I'm sure like I'm 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 not the only one who who talks about these things like and he's he's preached to the choir, whereas these other ones they're they're just um, feeding a whole bunch of BS to just for themselves. Yeah, exactly, and and it's just and it's like I I, I believe like a lot of people are. Yeah, a lot of people are frustrated, but they're frustrated at the wrong people. It's like there's, there's, it's yeah. not rare than, yeah. You, so I'm, I'm totally, um, I feel like uh, Yang Gang can stick together. If we stuck together during the primary, right? Now that we've moved on to the next phase, I think we could still stick together now and even after the election. I, I would, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, after the election, yeah. despite who wins. Uh, uh, like, like all the conservative and the liberal Yang gang can just be like, okay, like, let's put that all aside and work towards these goals. Let's, you know? let's face it. Elections are really polarizing in general. Everybody is hardlining. Everybody is trying to convince people to get onto their side. And the means by which people are willing to try and convince people are getting more and more aggressive as we get closer yeah. and closer. So, so since you is, yeah. a lot of catharsis. For people, when that responsibility no longer feels like it's weighing down on them, so Everybody so let's is attached to their vote. Everybody is attached to having other people so, agree with them, especially right. they care about the opinion of. And generally, okay. they cares about each other enough to care about each other's opinions. So so here so so we have Manny on. So let's just ask him. Like we say, like November third. After that, no matter who wins. Do you think that all this polarization between conservative and liberal Yang is going to, like, you know, at least go away and we can try to, like, focus in our effort on, like, getting his solutions, you know? I, I think very much. I think there's, there's, there's two things that need to be done right now. For one, I think we all need to um, focus on what we agree on. And we all agree on one thing that got us united at first, like uh, of you were saying. Um, that UBI is the number one thing that got us united, and we should focus on it. The more we focus on it, the more we'll be united to get it done. Um, number two, I think that we need to um, stick together on on issues, not on 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 like what's like what we hold as dear to us. Nobody else doesn't. Agree, if nobody else agrees with us, then we can't um, be go, on the right. same page. Yeah, you know, it's it's okay if we disagree. It's okay if we have differences, but we we need to focus on core issue of why we all in the beginning became yanging and um what got me as a trump supporter and what got a bernie bro if any of you are, are, are from that group came to the yanging we have many of that right from both sides of the aisle it's incredible what andrew Yang did it never happened before um in such a odd way that so many different people came there's a reason for that because there's an issue when there's a core issue of everybody cares about we could unite on that issue 
And once you're united, then you could come across any force. Uh, the, the, the movement just gets bigger. Uh, the only reason why I think Andrew Yang didn't make it to the, to the end over here is because he, he didn't play the dirty game. He didn't play the dirty game of politics, how everyone else does, um, with, with you know, doing, doing things that, that we know about of campaigns, play the dirty yeah. tricks to get but, the media here, and, and everything else. Here's the thing, though, Manny. Like, do you think that, that like, just like you, back in uh, 2015, I was supporting Trump because I was so sick and tired of, like, politics as usual and it's the same BS. And when he won, I got a little excited. But then as the years passed by, uh, unfortunately, I see him as like, I'll talk and no walk because I thought like during in the midst of this pandemic, he'd be sending out like more than one check and like just sending out. But but because because he's saying he's so rich. But anyway, that's beside the point. I don't care about that. The thing that it is, is that well, Yang talking about Trump. Who are you talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about Trump. Uh, but, well, but the thing- wait, wait a second. Trump, Trump has is not is not a dictator. He can't just say something and it happens. Yeah, he, ha- he has a, con- a Congress. He has to go through Congress. He, and he did get a uh, stimulus. He got three times, right? If I'm not mistaken, first what? time was was actual paid to people got twelve hundred dollars, and then there was other PPE, right? So it wasn't like he didn't right. get anything out. But 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 there are there are people blocking it. Nancy Pelosi. We all know this. Nancy Pelosi is blocking um, the bill. She's the Ms. one Ms. that was holding too. Both sides are responsible. But, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, both of us are, not saying, both sides are screwing us over. Like, 100%. The plan is without even a stimulus for the people. And we've been um, going on to seven months without one now at all. Yeah, so that was not a advanced at any points either. Yeah, we were given breadcrumbs. Yeah, from, from to, all to that. Be, yeah. To be fair, though, right. uh, Trump has shown he's very, very willing and eager to be sending out the, the direct uh, direct checks to people. It's just that, you know, like you said, both sides, ahead. GOP and and the, the Democrat the yeah, establishment have been blocked. They're all pretty bad. I uh, mean, uh, but, sense, but, 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 okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let, let me just finish what I, what yeah, I needed I, to say. Because that was, I said, beside the point. The thing is, is that, do you think that that in the long run, like, Yang can uh, exert more influence, really, in a Trump in- administration than he could in a Biden administration? Like, that, that, that's, that's, all, that's the only thing I'm thinking about here. I don't care about Biden or Trump. I'm just caring of, like, what, what's the best way to get these ideas that we all agree on through. So let's just say in a, in a hypothetical world, the one that, you know, Manny, maybe you want your friend Trump does win. And then Yang says, Hey, let's do this UBI. And then like the Republicans will go like, no, that's socialism. And like this guy is a liberal Democrat. Okay. Uh, I disagree with that. I think, I think Trump has a very, big chance of getting it done. Look, he passed criminal justice reform. That's a very liberal stand. Uh, and he went against all odds. They, Obama didn't do it. He wanted to do it, but it was hard. He was hands was tied from both sides. Trump fought tooth and nail to get it done. Now, that's something that's very uh, unpopular in the, in the Republican Party. I think Trump could get something done if he believes in it. And, and, and someone just has to sit down with him and explain it to him. And I'm sure Trump would sit down with Andrew Ng after he gets elected and talk to him about it. It's not something that Trump would throw away, especially that he said, go big or go home. I think that he, he really wants to help people. Uh, that could be looked at as maybe not true in certain things that he does. It, 
it seems like he doesn't want to help. But Trump is, is very weird in that way that he seems he speaks one thing, but he does a lot of good things for the people. And um, I'll believe I, it when I see it. I'm not sure if I agree that he has accomplished a lot, but I do believe that when he wants to do something, right, he does it in a kind of a, you know, like sort of, he's just going to do it no matter what anybody else says. And I do, I did notice that he really likes the stimulus check and he asked Pelosi to send it up all by itself, which is exactly what Scott Santens has asked for. Right. And I'm not a Trumper whatsoever. Right. But uh, when when he uh, when Trump says something that I believe is correct, I also don't, you know, back away from it and say, well, he said it, so I'm not going to mention it. No, I'm going to mention that because that's, this is what needs to happen. Right. It's exactly what Scott Santon says. And yeah. uh, I, I'm 100%. I wish Andrew Yang had gone up there and said, yeah. instead of the political thing, instead of the, you know, sort of partisan thing that he did, which is, Nancy, get it done, right? Because then now you've got all of this uh, furor about, oh, now it's, you know, this side's fault versus that side's fault. He should have mm -hmm. said, hey, let's split it out exactly as President Trump said. And let's send that just that one piece that everybody agrees is the best thing and the most important thing. And I wish he what had done that? that, but he didn't. I think so. the reason why he even—I think the Wait, reason why he even, he even said that was you, we we need to get the money out to the people and people and you know things have been looking very very dark out here. And he's like he's like hey like we got to help them like somehow it's like and we we have no time to waste. So that's why he sounded like you know. All right. Quote, so unquote, if he sees from that perspective, you know, but I feel like, he sees that for the yeah. for the whole thing. If he sees UBI as a must because you need to help the people, if someone explains it to him and gets it to his brain, he would definitely be for it. It's not something that he's against. It's just that he never understood it yet. And when he understands it, um, I think he'll definitely be on board with it. Well, there's another I, thing is that uh, what, I don't. Sorry, Mia. Just one, just yeah. one more thing, which is that I may not agree that Trump actually is wanting to do good things for the people. Um, I feel like his motivation is political in the sense that, you know, he knows that, that if he gives money to the people, that makes people really happy. And it's going to uh, help him oh, in the long run when he does what the people want. Right. I agree I'm with sorry, you on one point there. I agree with you. I just want to say I agree with you that Trump is doing it for his legacy, um, but he's getting things done for his legacy. He's curious very much about his ego and his legacy. That is that means that he has to do a lot of things to make his legacy the best. Now he's done an enormous amount of work in the past four years. You could argue all day about this, but the fact is he's done a lot of work. There's accomplishments. I could list them off. It's a long list. And well, I don't like, want to argue like about that, right? I'm not right. trying to argue about it, but when he right, says something I agree with, I come right out and say, I agree with that. And that, uh, that does occasionally happen. I notice, you know, um, right. Just for a little context, I would be curious in hearing your quick top three Trump accomplishments in your opinion. Wait, but Mia wanted to say something quick. We sh shut her down before. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Mia. Uh, you, you, you first, please. I just, um, I would like to really quick um, say that the thing that would uh, be would emphasize your point the most is if Trump had shown any interest in one Andrew Yang or two UBIs in general. He has never made a mention of it. The reason why I currently support Biden over top of Trump, besides policy differences that I'm sure we could all discuss at another time, but the Humanity Forward candidates, particularly the early on ones, were all very strong UBI proponents. If we do not take the Senate, the House, those proponents are depowered. 
So they don't have the ability to speak as loud voices as um, they would otherwise without a democratically controlled um, government at the moment. There are not enough Republicans taking on the battle cry that we can have them representing us. And having them have more power actually defeats the people who have been willing to step out and say, yes, UBI is um, important to us. So for me, voting for Biden isn't voting for Biden. It's voting for our down ballot candidates who will represent us. So that's where I stand on that. So I want to respond to, to some of this and maybe end with a, a question to the group. Can I make a quick point here? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, so I don't think Trump is inherently against a universal basic income. You know, I, I think it's already been pointed out that it could be politically beneficial for him if he's able to say, hey, I'm giving money directly to the people, you know, and even if he's not, let's say he wins reelection, um, he won't be able to run again in 2024. Uh, but still his legacy, like Manny was saying, I think Trump considers very important. But I think it was also correctly said in here, uh, forget by who, that the information just needs to be put in front of Trump. You know, he probably doesn't know all that much about UBI. If he was just a, if Andrew Yang was to get an audience with Donald Trump, then Trump would all of a sudden probably be in favor of UBI. I don't see Andrew Yang being able to get an audience with Donald Trump due to the fact that Andrew Yang is a Biden guy now. That was going to be my know? question. And yeah. we saw after the 2016 election how political everything has become, whereas you know, he's getting rid of people in different agencies because they're Obama people. You know, that's Obama judges we got, you know. Uh, I yeah. could see there being a little bit of a grudge there or a hesitation to meet with somebody who was trying to help out the other side in, in Trump's view. I want to um, just uh, quickly, like, uh, insert that the fact that I don't think the information that we're talking about putting in front of Trump is actually useful to him. Like the way that we talk about information, we talk about like logic and facts and things like that. And that's not what moves Trump in my in my view. Like what moves him is what do the people want, right? Polls, right? Or things like um, you know, like uh sort of uh the the narrative of it, right? And how does this narrative benefit him <laughs> so <laughs> specifically? So this is the information he needs. He doesn't need the Andrew Yang like you know, all of this math and facts and logic, he doesn't even want that from his own team. Like, the minute he assumed pre the presidency, he said, I'm not going to be reading all that stuff you want to put in front of me every morning. I don't want to have these meetings with people and have them tell me facts and figures and all this stuff, right? He he has a gut feeling about how things should go, and that's the, that's the information we need to get in front of him. If we I have a lot to say here. First of all, he, he's met with a lot of people on the other side of the aisle uh, for different things. For criminal justice reform, he spoke with, uh, with um, Van Jones. He spoke with a lot of Obama people, uh, and he got it done. That's number one. Number two, uh, if Trump sees it good for his legacy, let's go back to this. Trump is all about the legacy. This is the reason why he ran. He ran to make a referendum against uh, Obama. He wants to take away his legacy and bring his own legacy. The only the only way he's going to get that huge legacy is if he wins a re-election. Once he's done a re-election, he has what else does he have to get for his his legacy? He has to get things done that were never done before. He's going to go across the aisle. He's going to be known for the president that went across the aisle. I think if he sees UBI as a thing for the for the mass as a good thing, and someone explains it to him, he doesn't have to know all the details and the math of it. With maybe Trump doesn't need that, but he needs someone that he could trust. Uh, Andrew Yang could speak to someone, maybe Jared Kirshner, or someone that could explain to Trump that what is it about, and and 
give it to him on a plate and say, this is how, or the benefits of it, this is what you could accomplish. I think Trump would go for it. And you could say one way or another, we don't know what's going to happen, but I really think he could go with it. And, and, and we have to, right now we have to look at between Joe Biden and him. I see Joe Biden didn't say even a word about UBI. Now you're all Joe Biden, Joe Biden, but fact is, where, why didn't he say a word about it? I know he's not going to say a word about it. That's not, that's beyond the point for me as to even why right. I'm voting for it. I said that specifically. I'm voting for him because of the down-ballot candidates needing to be in power. Specifically. The ones who you want Nancy Pelosi? You want Nancy Pelosi as, as the Dem, Dem so, leadership? She just said so today that she'll be. Is regardless going to be there? Unless no. she's voted out. Not so the leader. Is going to be there. So if she doesn't I, I win, have a, a lot leader. to say. McConnell is much worse, though. Like, so, I mean, unless you got her donors, or unless you got her big donors on speed dial, she's not going anywhere. Same with same with Mitch. It's like that's why they that's why they laugh in our faces when we call them out on the way they're handling uh, like the stem talks and all that. They just laugh in our faces because they know that no matter how we like, I think Andrew, Andrew Yang said that even Andrew Yang said, you know, that the approve that the approval rate. When it comes to the people towards our lawmakers, especially uh, Mitch and Nancy, is like twenty two percent. But you know, on when it comes to like uh, you know those who put them in office or whatever, it's like at ninety four, ninety five percent as far as like the top fo- top rich folks and whatnot. So it's like it's it's it, it's the system is is not really made for us. That's why they're they're in this. That's why they laugh in our faces. You and know, they know how to dance with each other so that nothing happens. Both sides do that. Dance yeah. with each other in such a way that nothing ever happens. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. I agree hundred percent. I want to. I want to agree with Faye here, and that I think that Donald Trump does do. He tries to see what the people want. He looks at the polls. He looks at at what's what's popular. What, what can help him, you know, get elected? What can help him be popular for his legacy? And I think that what this pandemic has shown is that uh, monthly payments are popular. And uh, that's why Donald Trump has tweeted out many times that he wants to send uh, direct payments to people. So I, my, my question, though, what I was going to say earlier, uh, one of the things that drew me to Andrew Yang in, in the primaries was that uh, while all the other politicians were just going after Trump, 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 without putting you know, too much of a focus on their policies, Yang said, look, Trump is, uh, he's not the cause of all our problems. He's a symptom of the problem. Let's focus on what got, uh, what got Trump elected, those problems that got Trump elected. Uh, but now, with uh, the election being so contentious, uh, you know, Yang has been very, very pro-Biden uh, and very anti-Trump. So I wonder, since Trump has shown himself to be, you know, very uh, vindictive, to say the least, on people who uh, attack him, how is that going to affect uh, Yang and, and his ability to work behind the scenes like Dan Jones and, and getting UBI done, getting it to, to Trump? So I uh, can I bounce off of you, which is that, sure. you know, I we're all Yang Gang, and that's how we met each other. And I love that. But I'm also again, if Andrew Yang says something I don't agree with, right, or I think might might need a little adjustment, I'm going to come out and just say that I'm not really going to be fangirl all the time, you know, and say, well, everything Andrew does is perfect. Sometimes Andrew just kind of disappoints me, but that's okay. I still love him. And I love everybody else in Yang Gang. Now, when we move forward into the next phase, Whoever is president, right? I feel like we're just going to be getting out into the weeds if we continue arguing and complaining at each other about things. We need to be laser focused, right? And so in order to get that done, like, yeah. um, it doesn't even have to be Andrew. He said that himself. That was the most important right. part of it. I, it, it doesn't I mean, have to be Andrew Yank sitting down with like, uh, Trump 
or it doesn't have like, to be Andrew sitting with Biden. Okay, it could okay, be anybody so, else who is UBI focused. He, he, right? Here's the way that that I that I see it. Like in 2016, when uh, Bernie like didn't win, and it was really contentious between him and Hillary Clinton. The Bernie people became like extremely sour against anyone who wasn't for Bernie, and like, uh, like, like in attack mode. Oh yeah. Us, us is us is Yang Gang. We have to do the opposite. Okay, regardless of whoever wins yeah. this coming November, we just have to be like, like when people think of Yang Gang, they have to think of like, wow, these are the most cool fun amazing people ever so if he ever decides to do a 2024 run regardless of what's happening we're 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 just out there with our positivity and our happiness and we show that we can if we can't be nice to each other like if left yang yang can't be nice to right yang yang how are we gonna get anybody outside of yang yang to like come in it's like wow they can't even like talk so 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 no on november 4th we all get together and just fight for the policies and help each other out regardless of the outcome. And stop, and stop and, spraying the poison. Stop, you know, break the cycle. Yeah, yeah. It's incredibly important to remember also that at this stage out, we're probably not, like, changing a lot of hearts and minds anymore. There's a very few days left. Arguing about it is literally pointless at this stage. Yeah. Other than if you're going to go out and phone bank or text bank for somebody, it's... Right. Pretty much yeah. pointless. What happens yeah, like, waste the time. is going to happen on November 3rd. Right. And after that, we're still going to need to be together. We're still going to need to be fighting for UBI specifically. And and I don't know if Manny or uh, was Texas politics? Was Jack. Jack. Manny or Jack, if you know this, there was one UBI Republican running in Montana for Senate. And yeah, his name I, was, I, I forgot his name. Was, Dan, Dan Larson. Yeah, and, yeah, and from Montana. Yeah. So like we got to get more of that. It's unacceptable that there was just one, one out of like it was like. Second, one second. Yeah, Zoltan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would have voted for Zoltan for if he was in the. Hey, hang on. Let me let me sing. Yeah. Tramper for Yang wanted to run as a Republican. He actually asked his audience, uh, "What do you think?" And he got crazy amounts of backlash. You can't run as a Republican and have UBI. Uh, the reason why it's so unacceptable is because that's how they basically people took UBI and, and framed it as socialism, framed it part of the Bernie uh, Sanders um, group. And if you have UBI, you're already a socialist. It got a wrong frame from the beginning. I think if we reframe it to the, to the world, to the Republicans, to, to both sides, explaining that it's not it's not socialism or not. It's it's totalism. It's totally a different concept that that capitalism has to be that doesn't start at zero. I mean, yeah, it's your, it's your compensation for for being one of the greatest. But he's, but he's saying, wait, the problem is if you if you frame it in any way, one side's going to say, "Hey, I don't like that." So don't say it's capitalism or it's not capitalism. It's just a new thing, and that's yeah. what it's going to be. That's it. Well, that's true, and also um, I find that uh, well, Yang Yang has already done a lot of this Yang early t- uh, this early exploration. We discovered that between Trump supporters and uh, conservatives and libertarians and uh, progressives and people who are far out to the left, you know, anarchists, whatever, all of us could agree that universal basic income is pretty important, and that if we had it, it would be transformational for all of us. And so uh, I think we did that exploration work to find out what was our common 
you know, what is the common, uh, you know, policy that could unite us, right? And so we just need to message that harder after this. But in order to do that, we got to stick together through this difficult time, right? And come out the other side, continued to be uh, unified on this one particular policy that, you know, that really could be transformational for everyone. Go ahead. What it comes down to, like the the, yeah. I just so, want to say real quickly that when it comes down to the argument for UBI, it, it just it's, it's it's like the bottom line is this: okay, you got a bill that's due tomorrow, or like you know, what if you you get a your your car breaks down, or like uh, or your uh something happens that that and and it 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 the prices are are pretty high or whatever. It's like or if you get laid off, it's like you know, what are you going to do? What is your response? And if you're your first thought is going to be, uh, I have no idea, or I guess I'll just work another nine to five or do this, or whatever. I'm like, what if I told you, you have another option? What if I told you that you will get a monthly allowance of a thousand or more, um, just for being American and one of the, 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 the foundation, the workers, you know, of, of this country, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and this is, you know, if, if things go south for you in your life, um, you'll have something to fall back on and you might get the chance to start your own business and, um, you know, and, and be able to take care of certain, certain costs or whatever that either they're either coming up or happen, you know, without, without, without you knowing, like you'll be ready, you know, and like, that's what, that's the next, that's what UBI is for. And also it helps. And I would say when you, when you discuss that with people who are Trump supporters, in general, they are very, um, they're able to come around to that very quickly. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's one thing that I've met, I've been very surprised at. Several people have said, well, I believe in a negative income tax when I talk about UBI. And I go, well, does your negative income tax include caregivers who are staying at home and uh, are not making an income right now? Would they get a pot, like an extra amount if they're not paying taxes? Can they do that? And they say, um, well, how are they any different than anybody else who who needs that money? Yeah, sure, you know. And so, like, maybe the maybe the words are different sometimes that appeal to one group versus another. And that's why I'm thankful that Manny is here, for example, you know, so that you can tell me what is the messaging that works for your group, right? So, um, and hopefully you can appreciate us too. When if we're on the progressive side, we say, hey, they're saying it's not enough. You know, they call us a Trojan horse because they think this is not enough money to sustain people. Okay, well, how can we ameliorate that? So if we go forward together, right, we can we can inform each other on how all the all these different disparate groups come to the same idea, right? So um, go ahead, Jeremy, you haven't spoken as much. I'll tell you the, the number one problem, Jeremy, you're right on right on target right there. The number one problem people have with UBI on the on the conservative side and the right on the right wing is, oh, they're going to raise my taxes because a lot of people are one track minded when it comes to making money, making an income. I'm losing my, mo- I'm working and I'm losing money. I don't want to have to pay for someone else's UBI that didn't work. What has to be clear is that it's not going to be taken away from your tax from your money. It's it's something that's going to be a transmitted thing through v- uh, VAT. Uh, uh, added added value tax and and other things that the math has it with Angie Inc. puts out the math. It has to be clear to when you explain it to someone that it's that it's not taking away from your own income. Rather, it's from 
a gen- general p- a pile of cash that there is in the government that's not being used or from big corporations that should be subsidizing the people that are giving them their company. So um, there are a lot of people that get it wrong from the beginning, and that's why it's not accepted. You just have to explain them that it's, number one, not going to be taking away money from you. Number two, like you said, f- it's, it's freedom. It's, it's your money. You could decide how to use it. It's, it's even better than any other form of money. Uh, when you pay money to the government for taxes, that only then you get it back later. Here, you're getting automatically every month $1,000. It's much more of a freedom. Now, people are going to say, wait, but I'm relying on the government still. You're always going to rely on the government. The government is is there for your for to help you, not to take away things, but to help you. And they're going to help you by giving you cash. Think about it. The government's there for you, not not it's for the people. Government for the people, not the other way around. And there, if you say that the government's not good because there's a government helping me, that that's stupidity. So um, you were saying something about how everybody's always going to um, hear an argument from a different side, Manny. And that's going to always be a reason to deny it. I think maybe that is one of the like secret um, downsides towards trying to argue for UBI. There always is an argument for it, no matter what angle you look at it from. And I think some people think that gives it kind of like a chameleon-like property. That means that it can't possibly be as good as everybody says it is. If there's always an angle to make it sound good to anybody at any time. I think it's mutability might actually be a reason that causes some people suspicion when it comes down to it. Like a salesman, it's like, oh, it, it cures cancer. It does all this. Yeah, I get you. So it's interesting to me that we have well, three there's, there's a lot here. of things that UBI could be used to do. It, um, um, I, I found it interesting there's, there's that we have three sections here in this that small room. UBI could be aimed to do, you know. And Zach is one of them. <laughs> Zach, you're out here in Texas with me, right? I'm in Palestine, Texas, oh. which is a super rural area. And Zach, yep. you're in the Austin area. Is that right? The only thing UBI can't do is stop people from talking to each other yes, over each other is. on conferencing calls. That's, exactly. that's we're coming close to that someday. Anyway, yeah, if we had UBI, we'll yeah, have right. better better Wi-Fi, better internet connections. I I wanted to find out where is uh, Texas politics yeah, from. I, I'm that, uh, I so right now I'm up in um, near Fort Worth, but uh, I'm originally from Houston, so that's where I'm going back to vote. I'm just temporarily living up here in Fort Worth. Okay, so where are you originally from? You said. From Houston, that's I'm going back to okay. to vote on the on the day of. Would you say you're more from the suburbs or from the uh, city area? Um, more from the city area, yeah. Okay, and um, and how about you? Uh, I'm more of a transplant. I mean, I started out as an immigrant to Texas, right? And then I moved out, and then it was like, uh, you know, I was away from Texas for a while, traveled all over the country, came back. And then ended up in this rural area. So I'm more of a transplant in the rural area. But I love seeing all the differences, you know? I've, I've been in Texas all my life, actually. So, uh, so we I, I have, just, Sorry, go ahead. So even though we have three Texans here, we all come from, at it a little bit differently. How about you, um, how about you Zach? Are, do you feel more like a transplant or someone who's been here forever? Or? Yeah, I mean, I've only been here a year. Uh, actually, I think a year ago this week i moved to texas so I, i'm really a new yorker i'm a long island guy at, at heart uh but now i'm a i'm a new yorker in texas <laughs> yeah and and in the austin it's, area it's like here, i love the state i already feel at home to be honest with you. yeah like the best and the best thing about uh, austin, austin is, we have is that like, very progressive uh sort of outlook on on things because they call them they say their motto is keep texas uh keep austin weird and uh yep. they like 
they have uh, a lot of uh, music, right? So entertainment. They've got the. They're kind of like uh, the San San Jose of our area, right? Where they have more high tech people, and they also have a lot of students. So there's uh, music, uh, and it's a musical scene there that's very different. Oh, it's, ACL. It's it's booming. It's the music capital of the world, they say, and it's it's a very artsy town. Is a uh, I, I thought mean, that's Nashville, COVID, Tennessee. There's always something going on. I know. Nashville would have something yeah, it's, to it's say. It's like a Nashville. It, it, it so anyway, I'm, I just well, thought it was interesting. We have three different yeah, Texans here, I, I and we're Nashville all in is... politics that way. So I'm not sure um, how much longer we have. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a cool state for sure. Um, because uh, schedule said 8 to 9. Do we have you for longer than that, Manny? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm here till 10. Okay, I'm, I'm, so, so, I'm so here, here's when, when Manny talked about like uh, framing. Here, here's a good thing for conservatives too. You can say UBI comes with none of this uh, uh, paternalistic, you know, uh, bureaucracy that we have because the the paternalistic bureaucracy is a way people can the government controls you. If they just give it to you no matter what, that's not control. It, but but if they make you like fill out all these paperwork and all these forms and check all these things off, then you're under their control. UBI yeah. has yeah. brother involved. That's for damn sure. Like wait, the way you described it, Ariel, it reminds me of yeah. like when Angie Yang was on on what Chris Jericho's podcast when he was talking about like the WWE contract and how it's like massive. It's like it's like encyclopedia thick, and it's like uh, it has all this other extra stuff and and. The um the the town or whatever is like you know they 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 can't like really reject it or whatever like they have to sign it because like they have no other choice. Folks, know, so I yeah, just want to stop stop a second. Just yeah. uh, look at the comments um of YouTube. Uh, we have um some some conversation going there. Maybe we could bring them in. Um, it, uh, Trump or Free Yang went on yeah. saying um Trump accomplishments and then. Uh, there's a conversation going, so maybe we can include them listening right now. So, um, so you asked what's Trump accomplishments. So he started listing them off. Um, the things that Joe Biden didn't do, but he was with Obama. Um, well, yeah, I mean, first you don't have to frame it as, as Joe Biden, anything. These are accomplishments of Donald Trump. And I would like to hear, uh, I mean, I was curious about your opinion on that because we're we have you as our guest and and they would give me context on the things you're saying um but 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 absolutely let's hear from the comments in our our chat and thank you so much for watching on the youtube chat we really, really appreciate you yeah so I look, thank I you it's like you know what what has he done it's like great so um you want we could start with um li i can list off all the accomplishments or just say what comes to my head um first thing is uh uh, this is something before COVID. We have to look at before COVID because after COVID is a whole new world. Um, because after COVID, everybody has different uh, explanation of, of 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 what Trump did with COVID, and that's a whole different argument, and it could be a longer argument. But let's say before COVID, before COVID, he created seven uh, million new jobs, uh, including now. You, obviously, you're going to say, "Wait, but I didn't see any of them." There are 7 million new jobs that were created uh, in different sectors. Uh, he created over 400,000 new, 400, new manufacturing jobs. He brought back companies um, that uh, the reason why they didn't leave is they were going to leave, and they were leaving Mexico to Mexico and to China. Um, Trump uh, 
put on a tariff if they leave and they stayed here and, and open up companies, new factories um, and steel, let's say steel companies, uh, new, new steel companies open. Um, this is, and also he took about regulations. He took off a lot. The first, actually the first um, few days that he came into office, he took off thousands of regulations that Obama put on a small businesses and uh, over 600 and something uh, regulations affected clearly uh, small businesses and Trump took that away and that boosted the economy. Um, there's other things that besides the economy, he did crazy amount of um, uh, foreign relations. If you think about it, there, he did not, he's the first president in history not to start a war. Um, and it, it, um, he came into office um, actually supporting um, gay marriage, surprisingly. Um, he's the first president to 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 actually get criminal justice reform done. Um, all the other presidents promised to move the embassy to Jerusalem, which is something good for the Jewish people, and he he got it done. A lot of pressure came from different people now to do it. Um, he's he's been uh, fighting against uh, uh, people in the media, which is you know you guys all know that that's something that um, the media is. A lot of fake news and a lot of corruption goes on there. Um, we saw that with Andrew Yang and in the, on the campaign trail, uh, and Trump's fighting against them tooth and nail. Maybe for it doesn't matter what his intentions is; it's about what he's actually doing. It could be beneficial for for to other people. Um, uh, that's that's very important to fight against fake news and and they're using out big tech is using um, um, fighting against conservatives, uh, and he's fighting against big tech. Uh, he's uh, supporting our uh, police and police uh, law enforcement um, got rid of thousands of millions of criminals um, that were killing people on the streets. Um, he put down the uh, drug abuse um, from you know, in, in New Hampshire and all these states that had a big addiction. He um, worked with people locally to uh, help people re- um, get off the, the addiction of drugs. Um, what else? Uh, let's. I'm just. I'm just. This also on my mind. I have to look at through. A, yeah. Did you mention uh, the peace progress in the Middle East already? That's right. That's right. That's huge. Um, never. Yeah. Never before I think has that's the biggest accomplishment right there. Uh, the reason why I didn't say that is because that's something that. Um, first of all, it's not done yet. He did start a Middle East uh, um, peace agreement with a lot of different. Uh, um, Wait, recently? Yes. Like, like, yeah. Why didn't like, he do it? Why did he do it earlier? <laughs> um, he actually oh, did. He. Oh man! I know. Yeah, that's did, that's a lame, that's a lame argument. You know that. He's supposed. Um, well, he's supposed to be better. Like, why? Why did he do these things <laughs> early on? And it's like, why didn't Obama do it in the eight years that he was in president? He didn't do it. Trump did it. He got I mean, it done. Let's yeah. just be honest. I know. And Middle Trump- East with under Obama was not great. We had the Arab Spring chaos in the middle east we had a war going on isis we had isis the biggest threat we had north korea on our backs north korea is not a threat as of now they're they're not um throwing missiles at us or they're not even thinking of throwing missiles we don't know that but the fact is we don't hear as much remember we remember the first few days after obama left it was insane what was going to happen with north korea that got that got done it was we don't talk about it anymore it's not on the news now isis did he he move it over with iran because it's like because mm-hmm. you know he's he he they they took out a they they ripped up the uh the the peace deal for them and then they one took second, out the nuclear the, deal. one of the leaders like Soleimani for yeah he we, got killed no no reason. yeah yeah they they took him out they killed for for 
No, no reason whatsoever. He wasn't a threat but to he to like. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, 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 stop. He killed pause. thousands. Pause. He killed thousands of our troops. Thousands on his demands, on his, on his, um, under his control, under his orders. He killed thousands of our U.S. troops. Don't tell me that he doesn't deserve. Okay, where you getting? Okay, okay. where you getting that from? Because let, let's let's just. Uh, People can disagree on on the foreign policy Iran or not, but the fact is that the Middle East right now is looking like it's on its way to a more, much more peaceful time than than what happened in you know the last eight yeah. you know, twelve years. So, um, real quick, a lot of these things, um, depending on where you land on what you think should or should not be done, um, it doesn't really matter. You know, um, it's important to remember that. What one person sees as an accomplishment may not be an accomplishment to somebody else, but he is he is appeasing the people who didn't vote for him. They are getting what they wanted out of him on some level. So it may not be what he wanted, but I can see why people yeah. for that do come back to him. He I did his promises. He accomplished what he promised. That that's the fact. He did what there he said he's going to do. That are a lot more nuanced too. That um, whether you know whether you see it as an accomplishment or not is also based on what your standard was for what would be considered an accomplishment. Like uh, criminal justice reform for a certain aspect of the population, what Trump did was perfect and wonderful. For another half of the population, it didn't go nearly far enough. One second. So you're going to have two people split down the nuance. He didn't promise criminal justice reform. So that's something that additionally he did without promising. He What is promise on the campaign trail? A okay, oh. politician always promised things. He did everything he promised. And, and let's just, just say this. Promises, they're just accomplishments that had been listed as an accomplishment. Not let's just say that. An accomplishment. And it depends on which side of the aisle you are on, whether or not that was accomplished or not to your liking. That's a nuanced area. So, you know, like arguing about that is just us finding out where we hardline on different things. But, but, but let's just so, say this, though. I, I think that Four years ago, if you were to ask uh, Republicans about criminal criminal justice reform, they would have been very, very against us. And, and you'd see that many of them still are the hard the hardline conservatives. But Trump has has with with people, you know, his advisors talking to him has sort of changed the uh, feelings and views about criminal justice reform in the Republican Party, much for the better. Uh, and I think that's a positive trend going forward. It's positive for the Republican Party, and uh, that's that in itself is a big accomplishment. Just the shift in part in the in the party views. Yep, that's exactly right. I, I agree with that. Trump's foreign policy was incredible, 100%. reason why I didn't mention it is because I had many other things to say. So I didn't get to it yet, but his foreign policy is the big elephant in the room. And it's surprising that they didn't speak about it on the debate stage. For some odd reason, they didn't talk about it, even though it's a very big deal that Trump did major peace deals, no wars. Uh, it killed big, by the way, today, huge news, Al-Qaeda. The second in command, most wanted. It's not maybe it's not his accomplishment, but the fact is we didn't hear about it. It was the Afghanistan killed him. Maybe they had just, but it doesn't make a difference. The fact is we didn't hear about it. Why? Good news never gets to the front pages. Never gets to the people that need to hear it because the media wants negative. Negative gives fear. Fear gives control, and they want to control you. So you'll never hear what actually Trump does. The good thing that he does, you only hear the bad things. So that's why it's it's good to some some time to go over some accomplishments that he officially did for his supporters. Now some of it is good for everyone. Black black um black universities. He gave H, H, HSBCU I think um, millions of dollars in funding for the next ten years. He opportunity zones to make it easier to find uh, housing for black communities. He unemployment for for the lowest in history for 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 three um. 
communities, the Asian community, the black community, and uh, Hispanic community, the lowest ever unemployment in history before the pandemic. Now, you don't hear about this. The black community hears it. They know it. They know that Trump's trying to help them. Fact is, you can say Black Lives Matter, BLM is, is on the left, so to say. It's like a Black Lives Matter on the left. But the fact is, what have they done? The 47 years, 50 years, Biden was in. He didn't do anything when he was in Senate. Actually, he did. He put the crime bill, which killed, uh, um, uh, not killed, but put a lot of people in jail. And now actually Trump just freed them uh, from what a life sentence that Joe Biden gave them. So let's put, let's put that to rest, that Trump actually didn't do anything. He accomplished a lot. Well, two okay, points I want to I want to make real real quick is like, um, yeah, we're we're you know me and and, and especially and various others we're aware of what the past you know presidents have done, you know. But the problem is is, is like you know, um, it is when you are now you know the president of the United States, like the top official, like it is your responsibility, your job to look after everybody, not just your own base, not just your supporters or who or who you're fond of or whatever every single person even you know those on the left or those you know who you dislike or whatever you you're in charge of like their lives their well-being and like none of the not and if no in- inconsistencies no like like just um or or just like uh, uh favoritism or or th- or things that are just like you know too reckless or or like unprofessional or, or are not really allowed when you are the when you are the present when you are the 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 epitome of America and the world's looking at you like it's it's like you know like you you're supposed to be the greatest so it's like you know so so act like it and also it's like when you talk about jobs what I've seen you know and I'm over here in Chicago what I've seen is that the jobs that are coming in are usually gig and contractors they're not these big time ones and the small businesses that I know of they're not getting better you know it's, you know especially now you know but wait a second wait a second wait a second before it's like just it's like you have a point that that not everybody was and, helped and like because the fact is just, like, just looking around like that's common sense. <laughs> so as a as a as a representative just, of the immigrant community, okay, and of Asian people in general, um, I'm not. I'm going to say that uh, I don't feel that Trump has done accomplished anything for me specifically. So sorry, I just yeah, that's right. No problem. I didn't say that everybody. I didn't say that everybody was helped, but a lot of people were helped. Okay, so you're not one of them, but there's, if you look yeah. around, there's, you look around and there's people coming to Trump rallies that never were helped before. And they said, my small business was, the regulations went off. I, I, I got a job. There, maybe you're not one of them. You're just not the lucky one. But the fact is, a lot of people were helped and they're voting for Trump this election because they actually got helped by Trump. Now, you could argue and say, I didn't get helped and you don't see the, the, the outcome, but Trump has a lot more to do. That's why he needs another four years. What I also saw is that the government shut down. It actually affected here, and a lot of people were working for nothing. And I actually, uh, you know, the taxes actually got significantly delayed because of, you know, that that government shutdown he did. And, and yeah, like there were a lot of stories where people were wait, really wait. working the government shutdown. For- so, sorry, but yeah, government that, that shut down. You here. have to look locally. Locally, it's it's because of the governors of that state. If you look at the the certain states, they're open and they're they're no, just fine. The economy is actually great. Government shut down that affected that. That's that's what every single country in the world shut down. Look at Europe right now. Our economy oh, is coming oh, back in a VK recovery. Do you wait a second? Wait a second. Yeah. One second. Fact is, we ha- look at the, our economy. It was it had to, it, we had to shut down because people would get much would have been much bigger um, but, uh, effect if people didn't shut down. Now 
fact is, what's happening now in the states that are still shut down? I thought he loved America. I thought he wanted to make America great again. Wait a second. He's told them to open up. They're not opening up. The governors, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo is trying to ruin the economony because he doesn't want Trump to get reelected. He's going to open up on November 4th. <laughs> Trump is not Trump is not fault for he's not being a dictator telling you must open he's he asked them to open but he can't force them to open it's it goes locally locally if you look at the district and you look at the the economy where is it good when the the places that opened they're getting back but the places that are still shut down it's because of them their fault you know New York was a disaster you know if people died here I'm here I know it's only because Andrew Cuomo didn't do a good job, and now he's trying to be a, a dictator and shutting down synagogues, schools, uh, small businesses, and giving them fines for no reason. I'm here, um, and I see people even more strict now than they were when actually there was there was a problem. There was actually a virus. I'm not denying that our Brazil was telling everybody to go out and have fun in the middle of March when we already knew about the cases months before. Okay. Uh, the fact is, they didn't take care of the problem when it started, and it's their fault. You can't blame them, Trump. Trump's not in charge of the local, in charge of the dude, federal. Just real quick, though. I'm also agreeing with you on the fact that, yeah, local, the local governments are pretty shady. Like, I'm in Chicago, and the ones that are, you know, the mayor and the government, like, they're they're pretty bad. Even the one previously, like, I'm aware of, of like, what, what the hell is happening. But we can't just, like, you know, make it seem like, you know, uh, like, uh, like no, like uh, only one side is 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 to blame and the other is like safe or whatever. Nobody, like, let's, let's... nobody, no, nobody is to blame. Nobody knew. Nobody knew about this well, virus. Nobody I, is to blame. Well, just, just want to, just want to, uh, just want to, you know, re- reiterate that because it, it just seems as if like, oh, you know, <laughs> people are blaming Trump yeah. and it's not right. Why blame Trump? Bring Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci is also the one that said, "Don't wear a mask okay. in the beginning." He also I, said, well, "Not." I'm, really, I'm yeah. holding him. I'm holding him accountable because he's he's the president. Do like, we like all agree? I would think the same do. for probably anybody else in charge. What did he do wrong? He did everything right. He banned China. He banned the virus. Everything? From coming in. Hold on. Do we all agree that the response by the federal government hasn't no. been the greatest? Does anyone disagree with that? Yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 I think. Yeah. It was wait not a second. But, but wait. All right. You have a point. That would have done a lot. Agreed. That Agreed. would have done a lot. But then there's Pelosi would said, go to Chinatown in March. De Blasio, come have fun. Go party. Don't worry. You have all these these local people saying go out. And that got huge effect on the coronavirus because there's big economies. They're big population. So Trump, if you take out all those numbers of the local people, Trump did a phenomenal job. But take out all those numbers that they killed. They killed 11,000 people in New York because he put them back in nursing homes. That's straight yeah. up on Andrew, on Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. Straight up. So I want to move a little bit away from coronavirus for just a second. Okay. Ask a question, just to know where you guys kind of line up on a certain issue that was that's kind of a very big reason why I'm choosing not to vote for Trump that I've discussed on here before. Uh, Donald Trump, dur- before coronavirus even happened, and was still trying to push it during coronavirus. It just got struck down by courts. Wanted to first convert all food stamps to boxed food sent to homes which would have been very controlling of the diet for my autistic child who would not have been able to handle whatever was tossed that way. And also then when that was struck down, decided he wanted to try and go after over 700,000 families because he did not believe that if you were not working, you deserve to be able to eat. And that was a very true thing. They just struck it down. They were still trying to push it through even during coronavirus. And uh, for families that have like um, disabled children to an extreme degree, where one parent cannot, where both parents cannot work to take care of the child. 
they would have basically forced that parent off the food stamps. I would have been another $100, $120 down on food that we barely have enough to get through the month for at all. So I do wonder where you stand on that policy, if you found that to be a particularly egregious one of his, or if you, for some reason, agree with that decision. That would be probably the most um, heartless policy that I've seen yet, is telling people that they don't deserve to eat. Well, I mean, I actually received a box of Trump food this last uh, this last couple of weeks. And uh, what happened was I live in low that's run by the Department of Agriculture. So they know everybody in this, you know, community is going to be low income. So we might be food, you know, having trouble with food. Uh, so they gave us boxes and the boxes were made up and it had, you know, a lot of dairy in it. What kind of dairy, you cottage cheese, milk, cheese. Uh, some other kinds of dairy, you know, because we have a glut of dairy in our country, right? And then we, and then there were like some potatoes and some, uh, like one small tiny watermelon and um, a couple of bags of ch chicken chili. And this is what they decided was, would be provided, not on a top-down basis, but like they said, okay, we'll give out the food, right? Uh, uh, and the, it came with a letter from the White House. President Trump signed it. So he's like, this is going to be popular. This is, again, my thought My thought process is, this is going to be popular. People will get my food, and they'll say, hooray, you know, Trump cares about us. The president loves us. The country loves us. But when I got the food instead, I felt like, okay, so there's a lot of dairy in here. He didn't ask me what I need, right? He's just going to provide it. It suddenly came. I didn't know to prepare for it. I already have food in my fridge. You know, like, it's there's this no, there's a lack of uh, thought process here. And then it's just whatever the local government... Uh, you know, uh, people who are actually putting this into process, right? They're just picking whatever they have to be able to provide you something. And so it's whatever the local, you know, maybe there happened to be a, a lot of watermelon, so they gave you some watermelon. So it's like, I was like scratching my head over this, like, should I be really happy and thankful? Or is this like really totally just like mismatched to our needs? You right? have to throw away half the food when they send you, you throw it away. I gave half of yeah. my box away because I couldn't eat it. My, my friend Faye doesn't eat, you know, dairy. So like... What do we do with this? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I agree with your framing on that, Faye. Um, I, I, I know about this issue, and I, I, I agree. I don't think it was like a malicious, you know, scheme. Uh, I, it's, a, it's a bad program uh, initiative. Uh, I don't know. How, what else do y'all think about it? You know what that kind of program is called? Uh, what, what's it called? It's called Socialism. Socialism. That is, that, no, that socialism. Is, that is socialism. It's uh, when a business uh, is owned by the yeah, worker. Yeah, it really man. is. Zach, socialism is just when workers own a business. If you like, if you like a co-op, congratulations. It's socialism. It's not what you're saying. It's, let's get over it. Let's let's just get over it. It's I not have, that. All right. Yeah, I, have, I have no. I have. I have no problem for co-ops, but it's basically the government Welfare. saying Welfare is not socialism. This is your food. You have to. You know, we're going, we're going to provide for you. Well, there's a difference between giving cash to people and giving somebody, paying somebody's rent or saying, you know, here's your food. This is what you have to eat. I mean, there's a difference between giving somebody cash or a cash equivalent, which food stamps is close to that. You know, you, you're still giving people the power to essentially uh, uh, participate in some kind of market. Those food stamps could be used for certain kinds of food. Foods, and you know, it, like whenever you buy something in a capitalist society, that's like essentially voting for that company that makes that product to stay in business. When the government 
eliminates a, a person's means to participate in some kind of market. That is socialism. That's right. not advocating for a market. There's there's something, there, there's this is, no, this is the government. Wait, 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 wait. Here's, 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 here. here's, let me, let me, let me <laughs> wrap this up. Let me wrap this point like up. Try to do. Yeah, please do. So when the government says, um, I want you to eat Kellogg's cornflakes in the yeah. morning. So I'm going yeah. to send you a box of Kellogg's cornflakes. I will pay K- K- the Kellogg company for that's your command cereal. Capitalism. That's, that's command that's, capitalism. That's command capitalism, not socialism at all. Totally different. I'm a little confused here. You said before that you didn't get anything from Trump, and then you say you got something from Trump. What, what, uh, uh, well, what's they your were name? Again? The food say, say, wait, wait. Uh, Fee, what is your name? How do you pronounce your name? I can't. Uh, Faye? Faye. Faye, All right. like Faye Dunaway. All right, Faye. You said you don't you didn't get anything from Trump, and then before, and now you're saying you got something from Trump, but you're complaining what you got. You can't say you, well, one thing before and then change it. You, you did That's get something from Trump. That's not true. I said he didn't do anything for the immigrant community. You got so I didn't get something from Trump. You got a package from Trump. I didn't get that. Ah, so you think that my package from Trump was helpful to me, but that is... What I want to know is... I think the point here is she didn't get it because she was an immigrant or because, for any particular reason other than just she got it. So when you were talking about that, you were talking about addressing specifically the needs of the Asian American community, and that's the portion of the question she was responding to there, right. not kind of as a general statement. Right. Also, okay. so I still consider not having gotten anything from Trump because when you say something, right, you're talking about something better than what was there before. Now, supposing this was a different time without Trump, what was there before would probably have been better. That's just what I, my opinion about with that. Like, supposing Biden had been in charge, I believe he would have had a plan. First of all, he wouldn't have dismantled a lot of things, right? But these are things I don't want to argue about. I don't want to go into weeds uh, about it because I know we disagree. And I want to be laser focused on what we're going to do, right, to bring about the policies that we can agree on. And so, like, we can talk about this and we can say, well, I think he was helpful. And then you can say, right. but then somebody else is going to say he wasn't helpful. And, and, and also, um, um, I, I wanted to, like, uh, talk talk about something that Zach Stature said. It's like, like, um, you, you, what's even worse in not being to able to part in to participate in a market is when you're barred from opportunities when there are these like sometimes these hr people or like you have a disability and like you're you're not getting hired and then if there's like nothing there to like help you and like work is the only way people can make money but like people can like blackball you from working in certain industries or blacklist you then that's not freedom because they're they're like blocking your access to the the stuff that you need to like survive. So that's another form of like oppression that like can happen in like super capitalistic societies when people are like barred from opportunities because of the people who are in charge and the people who can just like write your name on a list. I have a point. Wait a second. One second. The fact is, we have to realize Joe Biden had the power to get everything he said he's going to do, or you think he's going to do in the next, if he's elected. He had the power to do that when he was vice president for eight years. He had, he was at the ear of the president. He could have done it. Now, now all of a sudden, he wants to do all these things. Now, besides that, he's been in the Senate for 36 years. I mean, 
Why do we want to go backwards? I thought we're all about going forward. I thought humanity forward, not backwards. Both of them are forward. That's yeah, why I, I hear you saying, but I think both of them are going backwards. Both of them. It's like it's like uh um yeah, you you're right. It's like Biden hasn't done anything for eight years. It's like, yeah, and and it is a fact, you know, and, and he had the power to like say something and, and, and yeah, our government's jacked up. So like all those things have happened. We should be going forward. We should be um you know, putting forth, you know, solutions and, and, and like, you know, trying to solve these issues. So we, so we can have, so we can live in a, in a better community, better environment or whatever. But unfortunately that's not the hand we've been dealt. Now we're just, we're once again going backwards. <laughs> so it's like, it's the fact is I list, I, I showed you that Trump did more than, than what Obama did. And if you want to go back to Joe Biden, which was with Obama, you're going backwards. Trump at least did something to cons- be in the moment, at least do something in the moment. You want to say he didn't go forward, that's arguable. And I, I could agree with you in a certain sense. He's not addressing the UBI, the, the robotic issues, and he's not. he should get there. I really think if I would love for him to go on that subject. But the fact is, where do we want to go? We want to go backwards? We want to be at least in the moment. That's where you are. I don't have. I just any want to live a better life and and help my help my closest friends. That's I all I want to do. Fundamentally, disagree on what. Like, I, th- I think this is just where we're going to have to draw the line because we don't agree on what moving forward looks like from that perspective. Like, I don't agree with a lot of what Trump does. A lot of that feels backwards to me, and I understand that maybe he's done things that you find are moving forward, but I don't like the things he's done that's moving backwards. And there are things that I think the Democratic Party in general is doing that's moving forwards. That could be enhanced by that. Yeah. I don't like Biden either. It's not like I'm like, yay, Biden. It's just Trump's not going backwards. Trump actually made uh, uh, peace deals, huge peace deals that were never done with history. Well, well like you, you bring up the sorry, you may bring up the manufacturing jobs. It's like he wants to like cling on to those because he doesn't understand that. Like they don't care. Um. Um. And also, like, uh, e- even that one factory job that he saved, I heard that they like exported and and the tax breaks he gave to like some of these corporations. They didn't hire more people. They pocketed most of that money. So automated I don't... all the all the people and stuff. Yeah. 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 They 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 didn't move it to Mexico, but they may have automated it. So I don't think like like Trump is yearning for this american past when when we when when like all this happened but we're just going backwards (laughs) suggests that we are going backwards creating new manufacturing back to the states should not be called backwards that's for sure now thank you thank you and thank you uh, um, uh, what you're right, hundred percent. By the by the way, uh, Trump freeing uh, um, podcast. He just mentioned something really cool that if Andrew, if Trump's elected, uh, you'll actually get a chance to get um, Yang to be the Dem uh, um, nominee because he won't run against a Dem incumbent. We know that already. It's impossible to win over incumbent. So if if Kamala Harris becomes president, uh, you know what I mean, uh, then he's not going to be able to run against her. And or, or whoever else is going to be the president at that time. So the fact is, if Trump wins now, 
Andrew Yang has a much bigger chance of winning 2024 and moving forward. If you vote for Joe Biden, the gun, man, it's like it's like he, you know, he's what he said is that if if the person in charge doesn't, you know, help the people, you know, and and do the things that he that he's been fighting for, he he will run again. Like that's literally what he said. He didn't he didn't say he wouldn't run against a Democrat. Andrew Yang has zero chance to win in 2024 if, if Biden wins. That, that's the fact, right? You know that. If Biden wins, there's zero chance for Andrew Yang to I'm win. I'm going to agree with Manny here. Okay, hold on just a minute. I can agree with you, but what I don't want you to do is come to proselytize us to say, oh, yeah, Trump is better than Biden. or Because Bi we're not trying to convince you that Biden is better than Trump. We're not doing that. Right, hey, so we're here to have a discussion that is um, that is going to move us forward, right? right? I don't think that we exactly. need to. I'm trying, hey, I'm trying to help yeah. them move forward. To telling you that the way we'll be able to get to Andrew Yang in 2024 is if Trump wins. You want to get Andrew Yang to be president, right? Well, we see, Andrew Yang doesn't have to be the president. He but only mind. did it because he was the only one who could do it. He said, "I'm mind. the one that needs Sorry. to go and do this now." So he did what he right. had to do. So who, but nobody was asking Evelyn if he. His, you know, I, his, he really is going to uh, want to have to do do this for you know another term and another term. We don't know that. You know, twenty twenty four is far away. Important yeah. to get his ideas across the finish line, not him actually being in the White House. That's and the, who that's exactly the who exactly is going to do that in twenty twenty four if Andrew Yang is not there. And also, I, I and I've said, I know I've said this. My personal uh, hope is that we're not waiting till twenty twenty four. My personal hope is that yeah. this becomes an active enough issue that we continue to work regardless of whoever is president hard enough to push these ideas through with whatever hand we're dealt. And we can, like I said, we can argue about who's going to win. We can argue about who's better for it. Die is pretty it, much already cast. People are going to vote for who we're going to vote for. This kind yeah, of no. is not going to change the millions of people at once. So let's uh, talk about what is going to actually move us forward together look, look. in the future. The the more we give our attention to like Trump and Biden, we all lose. I think like like we we just have to throw it aside. We just have to say how are we going to get these ideas implemented? Who's going to be our allies? How can we make the most noise? And how many pro UBI people can pass through Congress? If we play right. this dumb game where they try to divide us on just the presidency where we, we've done that for for years on end it's not gonna years. help just just throw that out of our heads and just say don't care how are we and gonna also, get these ideas across the finish you, you just, just just practically, me, I, I, practically what do you want to do right now that, that, so i want to recognize that whenever we see football we just call it football we just say oh they're playing football again they're pushing this way then they push that way and you know it's like you're on two different teams for some reason because you put on a different color you know jersey right so that's football we're not going to participate and we don't need to do that with each other right yeah we are going to disagree but we agree on something that we're going to keep our eye on that you know that's it wait but if you're wait a second if you're gonna if you're gonna say Andrew Yang doesn't need to be president in 2024 and someone else could do it then we're not going to be called Yang Yang anymore <laughs> um, no, no, yeah, that's an idea. I have been specifically told during a humanity hang that after the election we should maybe not be so um, headstrong. Why oh, we call the Yang Gang Roundtable? I know because Yang Gang is how we met, right? It's a historical event that is never going to change how we met. I met you through Yang Gang, yes. and you know it. That's what right. else are you going to call it? Right? I mean, from now on, I mean, no matter me, who takes uh, up the mantle in the future, 
the Yang Gang will always be synonymous with basic income advocacy. It's not just about Andrew Yang, although he will always be respected as the founder. And the point of it was, um, wasn't that we aren't so I think the the, in the Yang Gang. The point of the shift in tone right. is and broaden our appeal and, outside of just. And the, we we don't we don't need groups Jack wants whether to say it's for Democrats say or Republicans. Yes. Um, yeah, I want to. I, I want to jump in here. Um, I, I don't think the Yang Gang is falling apart anytime soon. At least not until UBI becomes law. So after that, that's when I think there's going to be some uh, problems arising within our coalition. Oh, there, there can be thousands you're of have problems. On, as long there as are I, different, I, I, there, I, there are, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm talking. I'm talking. There are different. There are different. Um, yeah, can't get a, can't get a word in this with this group, huh? Um, there are many different visions out there for what universal basic income should look like, and there are. Oh no! Of course, people on on exactly, the right yeah, think right at that, that moment, universal basic income is a means me. to claw back the welfare state, and there are people on the left as a, a socialistic policy, and and they like socialism. That's a good thing. So, I mean, it, it's after that. How do we address entitlement reform? You know, do we does UBI stack on top yeah. of? food stamps and all these other programs. I think the answer is, is the like most of us don't care that much about the, the other bureaucratic stuff. Welfare state. And a lot of us are going to be like, whatever, you sort it out. As long as you the know? UBI is generous. Right, yeah. yeah. You, you said after UBI gets passed and then you went straight to problems. No, it, get, it gets passed. Yeah. And, you know, all, all these, that, then that's a huge accomplishment. I don't care if uh, we have tons of problems uh, after it gets passed, as long as it gets passed, you know? What's What's the point of the Yang Gang after UBI is passed? I think it's that that's the happy right. ending and we go our separate ways. We can get together for social yeah. gatherings if we've become friends. That'll be nice, but you know, uh, it's exactly. not about basic yeah. income anymore. Here's, here's, here's what I'm trying to do. Don't lose perspective on it and think that just because we have the UBI doesn't mean they're going to try, not try and take it away from us too. We do have to be on top of keeping that policy in place. Not I think we need, we need a leader we need a leader in the White House that's going to actually be a founder of UBI. I think Andrew Yang needs to be president, in my opinion. I don't think that it's going to oh, be able yeah. to be done with someone else. That's that's what I think. So, well, well, it has to Congress first. So, like, we have to get all the pro UBI uh, congressional people well, that's, inside first. That's true. And, and, it and also, and that also, doesn't that doesn't either. If there were more Republicans. Stepping up to promote UBI, I would be happy to help promote them as well, as long as nothing they said was so far off of my morals that I couldn't stand behind them. But the important thing is we need to see more Republicans taking that up for us to be able to commit to them the way we've committed to the Democrats. There are a ton of Democratic candidates saying UBI is good. Here's here's the the thing, though. Here's, Here's the thing. Okay, like not every. Not ev- and this is this is you know an absolute fact. Not everybody is going to be here um, in in 2024. So we got to you know do what we can right now. And as far as like the Yang Gang is concerned, what I want to do is emphasize on that on that you know message of like humanity first because it's very crucial. You know, like we got to like treat each other like like we belong, like human beings, and not like you know just if someone reaches out, we can't just you know push them off the side, ignore them. And my friend, my friend over in South Africa, like she's going through a lot. And I tried to like say like, hey, check out, check out this group. You know, they like, you know, they, you know, it will be, it could, it could be a home for you. But then she's getting this treatment, like especially on Twitter where, you know, where she's, she's being, you know, 
uh, flipped off because she 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 doesn't have the energy to tell her story, you know, because she said a thousand times and no one's really listening or helping her. And she's like, you and and the and the the only one the only person that has helped her is happens to be a happens to be a Trump supporter, you know. And this is just for like you know helping her her kid and stuff. But none of that, none of blue hats or anybody, you know, except you know maybe 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 me and a few others have really like you know looked out for or whatever and i want that to change i want to be like we're still on the campaign like like you know like andrew is still running and we're still putting putting the work i want to i want to make that you know a normal thing i I want that to to be to continue and and it's very frustrating when all that somewhat died out when the campaign died out and and i'm like this is this should be this should be something that should be implemented in our society, because there are people suffering and dying out here, and good people too. It's like, and and it's like it's those that have that have kept me alive. They're suffering because of all this this chaos and and corruption and stuff. And people are just like, you know, um, just so focused on them on you know what they're going through and stuff. And then you know, and then the moment they hear that, oh, you have you have two parents and you have a roof over your head and, and you you have a bed sheet to sleep on, whatever. Now all of a sudden, they just you know turn the page close the door on them and i'm like no i don't want any of that because what it does it it just causes more disruption more chaos and leads to these bigger problems leads to more well, division because, and i want to stop all that i want to break the well, cycle i want to you mean for so yeah an important thing to remember is a lot of people don't have the resources to help anybody who's not in a position lower than them too so like if i'm i can't help militia for example personally because I can't afford to do anything that would be of significant help to her. The most I can do is occasionally donate a dollar towards humanity forward. People have to give me money to help me out so that I have food for my kids at the end of the month half the time. But I've that, seen people that, who would... That's just the position a lot of people are in. And I know I know that it seems like more people should be helping. And that, But most people are strapped within their particular... Um, means they've made a life that is within their means and any small variation can tip them off of that a lot easier than you think a lot easier even people making 60k people making 150k they have all built themselves a box of approximately that income in which they can live and they will lose if they go too far out of those bounds so they have to be very selective in who they can help that's something that actually helps significantly because then you have expendable cash to be able to Take away from yourself without causing something around you to collapse. But it's not just it's not just it's not just limited to just to just money. That's my point. Is like because I've seen people who would you know when celebrities or or you know those or big time influence with, with a lot of followers when they talk about how they're going through something. You know, funny enough, those who say they don't have money, they donate to them, or they would make their they would make their story go viral. They would they would uh you know, uh, create some unique videos or whatever, and some, some hashtag and stuff, you know, and, and, you know, and then it, they, they eventually get a lot of help, a lot of support. In those positions for everybody to go viral, you're asking for the impossible. There are just people who need help to be able to be helped individually through viral storytelling. That's not a reasonable solution. The only reasonable solution is UBI to that. I mean, you so can have your specific militia, but then somebody else is getting involved. There are but only I, so many people in a position to help, and only so many people who are able to get that level of attention to yeah, be able. Okay, to help. 
Right. I do agree with Mia that people need resources now, but the real the real issue I see is that every single person out there is potentially someone who could help you. And so Manny has is new to our podcast today, and you probably not heard me say something I often say, which is how do I decide who's a friend of mine? I look around me, and if I see that you are somebody who might pull me out of a ditch when I'm stuck there, I believe you're a friend to me. Right. I don't care. I'm not going to ask you to believe in Donald Trump. I don't ask you if you believe in Nancy Pelosi or what your politics. I don't care about anything else except are you human? I don't even care if you're an American. If you're an illegal immigrant and you're here or whatever, right, with me and I'm stuck in the ditch, are you going to pull me out of that? Are you going to stop at the side of the road and get me? Now, I don't necessarily think uh, any of these politicians would, right? They may or may not. They may be too wealthy to stop today. <laughs> you know, somebody else would do actually that. talking so about stopping. Question. Trump actually stops on the, on the road and helps someone with a flat tire before he became president. So that's okay, just a fact. If that's the case, then, I, then you're human with me, and I believe that we can do some good together. The end, you know? Right. So I think that we can hang together despite all this horrible, you know, like back and forth. Sometimes we get irritated and we Twitter or whatever. Do that. You know, shut off Twitter. But don't shut off the entire gang, right? Come back when you feel refreshed. Don't cut, don't burn your bridges. Come back and we'll work on it together. We're going to push it forward into the next. Uh, I, think something, right? I think it's something we have to really mention here before we end this that we, we have to make sure that the, the Twitter chats and we don't call people names. We don't. Um, say you're a Trump supporter, so you're a racist, and if you're a Joe Biden supporter, you're you're an out, whatever. Okay, no names. That's number one. Number two, I think that we have to realize the, the future of who, how we're going to get Andrew Yang's ideas more to the to the to the platforms. And and everybody has a different opinion on how to get there. But if we could all find common ground on how to do it, I think yeah. that would really unite us to be able to stop being, uh, you know, I'm on this side, you're on that side because there's two candidates something that's really important right i i just i just hate that like splintering of like the harmony it's it's like it's 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 it reminds me of like divorced parents and 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 then and then there's triangulation triangulation is one of the worst things in the world because you're using other people to attack other people you're whispering in people's ears and telling them who to hate it's just so disgusting it's like hey no no one's like a tool for your a projectile for your attacks if you're too cowardly to say things yourself you have to like whisper to other people to tell other people you don't like to do it for you that's disgusting Actually, I never saw anybody, you could prove me wrong, but I never saw anybody on the right calling on Twitter. Maybe maybe there is, but I just didn't see it. Uh, calling people names. I see on the, on the left, if you're a Trump supporter, you're a racist, you're a white, white supremacist, you're, uh, you're wow. um, a lot of different names that I've been, I've been called myself, and a lot of Have people... You call heard me of the snowflake? <laughs> I've removed myself from circles that call me names. Um, then they are on both sides. It's on every side. I don't care which side yeah, you're on. Nobody disagrees with you. If you're having a conversation about it, it's going to come on and call you some horrible name. Like I've been called white trash. I've been called the C word and many other words for believing what I believe. I've and been called the welfare queen. Most people believe strongly what they believe. I don't need to interact with them. I'm going to move on. That's what okay. I see. It could be you're right. I just I, I feel like. I, I went through chats, right? I've been on both sides when I was a Yang Yang and when I was Trump supporter. And I've got a lot of hate for being a Trump supporter. 
Uh, it could be, you're right, I just didn't get it, so I can't speak yeah. to that. Well, just real quick, though, what do you I think is more... Reporter tell me that my disabled child deserves to die because he was never going to be able to support himself because he's never going to be able to have a job. That's just the way people are. If you disagree with them, there's going to be an asshole who's going to try and make you feel small. I think we all have our, our anecdotes from both sides, but which do you think is more stigmatized, being a Trump supporter or being a Biden supporter? Y'all answer the question. Who gets answer more around. violence on the streets? Where do you see uh, people getting hurt for being a Trump supporter? Tell me. I, I'm going to vote for Howie Hawkins, but I'm going to objectively say that Trump supporters get more hate at this moment than Biden supporters ever have, I think. All right. And you know, I'm neither I'm neither a Trump nor Biden supporter, but I Trump supporters do seem to be hated more. Right and more just the left in general. So like the way the people who get the most vicious when fighting are the far left versus the far right. And everybody in between kind of seems to find a way to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think there are a lot of terms, Democrat, all right. Uh there's all kinds of terms that the right uses. And they're actually very good at it. They're very good at making up words that, you know, that, that demonize the other side. So I don't, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to have to tell you all of them. Saying the left does on social media, but they don't do a good job. That's old news. They are very bad at putting up phrase. But um, the fact is they do call out Trump supporters head on very, very viciously. And they also sometimes get physical. This is a very known thing. And it's uh, the opposite as well. Really, tell me a case where a Trump, where a Trump supporter absolutely, absolutely, absolutely attacks someone. Well, in yeah, East okay. Texas, the liberals are the uh, are the um, you know we're the minority, and so when we go and have an event, they literally will hide because the they are afraid that the Trump supporters will find out and they will show up with guns and intimidate people. And actually, some person got his phone stolen at the last event we had, and I was happy I didn't go with Zephyr. So this happens all the time. It's just that you, don't, you people are not aware of it. You cannot be objective. Are you kidding me? The media would have reported on it. If it happened, the media would report on it. Because they love these stories. It. It, it did happen, and it's been reported on in Tyler, Texas. Right. Check their news. Right. I don't know. Okay. Reported on. Let's, let's, uh, can we stop back? This is not wait, a wait, 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 about Actually, it's very important. It's actually very important. It happens to the other side. It's not say only one side does Okay, it happens, but nearly, not nearly as much. Okay, a Trump supporter lose their job, get doxxed on social media for being a Trump supporter. You don't find that as uh, nearly as much on the on the left. Right? You'll get doxxed and lose your job for being a Trump supporter. Well, well, that's the thing, what? Manny. You're 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 in New York, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Hey, um, Jeremy. Yeah, thanks for coming, Jeremy. Jeremy, uh, try to get in the live stream chat and put your uh, information in there. Do the credit. Care, Jeremy. I'm going right. to teach everybody Look to do to that. Seeing, Don't be a stranger. Look forward to uh, seeing you again soon in the future. When your work okay. schedule lightens, when your work schedule lightens up. All right, I'll let you go. We are. You guys can get into the live stream chat and take a quick look at Wait. how to put your credit in. On Ariel note, just gave us a great a example. Connection you just type your um, exclamation mark credit there and put your name, and then someplace that you would like people to find you afterwards would like to continue discussions with you okay. uh, so i wanted to you say know. something real quick mm-hmm. uh did y'all follow the chris pratt saga thing that happened recently on social media i i, I saw it from like the very beginning is chris pratt didn't uh go to some biden event that uh a lot of the other marvel universe cast was was at and social media was a buzz with 
you know, the typical like uh, Chris Chris Pratt needs to be canceled, blah blah blah. He's he's probably a conservative. Probably he's probably a, a MAGA. He's probably a Trump supporter. Do you think there would be uh, articles in the mainstream media? Because this this is what an article said. It said Chris Pratt may be a conservative. Is that okay? Would would there be an article about a person being liberal or a Democrat in the mainstream media? I just don't think so. That's why I say it's more stigmatized to a be a point. conservative. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, I, I, that's what I see as well. And that's what I was trying to say. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I, but... I also, I also think it's ridiculous. Cause I also saw like, you know, them try to like cancel Terry Crews for what he said about black lives matter. And I actually yeah. agree with what he said, because, um, and, and I'm like, I'll, I'll translate roughly, you know, when he was, I think when he was saying like, Oh, we, we, we need to say black lives matter instead of black lives better. I think what he's, the point I'm trying to make is that we should treat every single, uh, you know, black person, whatever, like they belong, like, like they're a human being, you know? And like, uh, you know, like the story of like one of my friends, Jose over in Canada, you know, when she went down to ATL, um, to, to me, a family member, like they, they bullied her out of there. And, and one of these neighbors almost killed her and no one, uh, didn't do anything about it. This is a black community. And I, and these, and I'm sure like these same people, they raised their fist saying black lives matter. The moment they hear, um, you know, oh, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of their own got got shot by a white cop, but like there was none of those raising fists when my friend almost died, because because um, you know um, because you know she she was she had a bad reaction to this bowl of grits and the neighbor didn't like that, so she shoved it down her she tried to shove it down her throat and then her asthma attack went you know acted up. She tried to get some some air. And, and, you know, this neighbor disconnected it and, you know, had her face turning blue and stuff. Everyone saw it. She even had the audacity to go into the hospital with her. No one didn't do anything about it until the French stepped in, until she had to call the French government. And then the neighbors, you know, tried to bully her to the point where she was exiled from there. A black community, you know, like, you know, who's, who's, who's like in probably in these, in these, groups like stumbling along saying you know oh we got to protect our own we got to you know you know justice no justice no peace all that like they did that to my friend and she's black too i'm black like they treat me the the same way you know they didn't make me feel like i belong because i didn't i didn't walk like them talk like them i didn't you know listen to the same music as them and and stuff like that so yeah i mean that's that's just that's just ridiculous and, and unacceptable and the media only adds fuel to the fire so i i wholeheartedly agree with that definitely and against it i have I to um get going guys i wanted to say thank you real quick before i do go um to manny for coming on uh obviously there's a lot of points on which all of us have uh differing opinions but it is great to be able to talk about them in a civil way i think we've all accomplished that even if there was some you know cross talk and stuff at moments I think everybody kept their cool. Nobody was disrespectful. And I really appreciated you coming on and representing that point of view. You're welcome. I have a lot more to say, and we could always have another conversation. Um, we didn't even get, we even touched the surface of what's going on uh, and what people need to talk about. There's so many issues. But um, yeah, it was very nice being on here. And uh, I would like to do it again sometime. Okay. I'd okay. um, see you again yeah. after the election when. And, uh, uh, my, my, uh, just so you guys know. My interview with uh, Erica Rhodes about school and education is uh, premiering right now. So whatever you guys think about, you know, all this stuff, I, I think like education policy is really important. And we really don't talk about uh, why we don't teach like practical information 
inside of our schooling systems, like on money, on getting work, and all of this stuff. So uh, I could link so, leave the link in the live stream. Yeah. And also, um, I, we would like to have everybody also verbally speak their um, their contact information for people so that we can sign off that way because we are a podcast, primarily audio, and not everybody, some people will be listening to us on Spotify or anchor.fm, correct, Shale? And uh, our, yes, Spotify show, our Spotify show is a lot more polished than this live stream that uh, some of you may have watched. And uh, it's all because we have a beautiful sound guy, Shale Riley. Thank you. There you I go. do look. I try to look my best for the audio only group. Uh, yes, I beautiful so like a sound man should be. Uh, <laughs> she's about to take off. No. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, well, uh, at Mia Songbird on Twitter, Mia Songbird on Freedom World. Tuesdays and Fridays, Humanity Hang co-host. Please come see me on that at that time. It's always fun when Yang Yang shows up. We can talk, we can chat, we can have a great night. And I'm checking out. By the way, I have a birthday. Happy birthday. There's uh, three yeah. Jewish people on here, actually. Well, who else yeah. is Jewish on here? Yeah. That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm Jewish. Shell is Jewish. Who else? Jewish. Um, Jewish. Ariel <laughs> and Zach. Yep. Zach and Jewish. Here you go. We I have four was, Jewish people. He's not. A whole not. bunch of Jews. Room no. full of Jews. Okay. No. Let's yeah, get yeah, bagels. I'm what not. do you think? Well, I'm Italian and yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Sephardic, though. So, but yeah. <laughs> well, aren't we all right? Aren't most well, Jews Sephardic? We're all Sephardim here. No, we're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Whatever you like to be. <laughs> but I have to go pretty soon as well, so I just, I'll give my um, my information my um, soon-to-be outdated username on Twitter is us underscore politics 2020. Uh, and that's, that's my only contact on, on social media. So, yeah. Well, Jack, it was really nice meeting you. Please come back sometime. I'd love to talk to you more. Yeah. Manny really, yeah. uh, you know, we gave him the spotlight. We're, we're really, like, like I'm, I'm sure, like, November 4th, I don't care what happens. We're, we're just going to, like, get in there and, like, fight, you know, as hard as we can, like, together. And it's going to be fun, you know? I want to yeah. say I mean, thank no matter you what happens for... November fourth, the country will still not work. I want to <laughs> say thank you to all our uh, people joining on the comments. Um, people are, you know, yeah. putting their two cents in, having conversations. That's really nice to see yeah, that. Um, thank you very much for joining. Um, my Twitter um, handle is the Humanity Four, so that's the HF Warrior. Um, and what else? Uh, yeah, follow me. If I'll follow back if you let me know who you are. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's it's really um, cool joining you guys. Yeah, I'll show my face. So, uh, you want to follow me? I am at actually, I'm Ariel's... following you. I'm following you. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Just and then for the people who are watching on YouTube, uh, Ariel's Ariel's that's A R I E L S A E R I A L S and uh, Revolutionary Thinking on YouTube. Did you know that one, Manny, though? Uh, youtube.com slash r-e-v-o-l-u-t-i-o-n-a-r-y-t-h-i-n-k-i-n-g revolution yeah thank you Ariel you suffered I mean I was I just remembered that I'm Ashkenazi not suffered but you know who is suffered you know who suffered like you you know who's a seafaring Jew like you Modo Moto, but oh, only, awesome. only, well, well, only, only patrilineally. So, not so the magic is broken. 
So only genetically, oh, not magically. Hey, my children right. have patrilineally, all right? So uh, genetically, but not magically, it happens, you know? What are you going to do? Yeah. I wanted to yeah. uh, mention... But there are a lot of, a lot of Persian that. Jews in New York, too, as well as Beverly Hills. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad magical, that Lenny myself. had a good introduction to our show, and uh, so so did Jack, I hope. And if you are ready to come back at any time, we do our shows Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Uh, we are now posting the schedule. Shale is doing this on Thursdays. So on Thursday, you can pop into the schedule text channel. And you can see the schedule. And it's been really working. And I don't know why it took me many months to think of it. But it's, it's, a, great, it's a great way to have a schedule on our Discord. Once you see the schedule, you can hop in at any time, uh, you know, uh, and, and join us. So you are welcome to not have to be the special guest. You can be like one of the regular well, like us and just come into any conversation that you find interesting. Well, thank okay, you so guys, much I'm for gonna... having me on. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Manny, Manny. I, won't, I will not keep you any longer. I know you got to go, but I really want to thank you. This was a fantastic episode. Really one of our best. I really enjoyed it. Uh, moments were uncomfortable, but growth is uncomfortable. So that's one of the ways yes. I know this episode was really good. I'd love to have you again. So I uh, thank you. Shabbat shalom. Uh, See you around. Come back. Don't be a stranger. You. Thank you. Anytime. Yeah, you're around. Okay, well, I'm, I'm actually going to be heading out, heading out too because I'm just, I'm just exhausted. But it's yeah, yeah. good to hear from you too. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Izzy, oh, you want to put your, uh, you want to put your contact in for, for everyone? You, you can. No, my name is uh, you know, Ishmael Bolden. Uh, I'm on, um, Izzy B on Discord. I Z Z Y B. Izzy Bolden. I Z Z Y B O L D E N. Like, like at that um on uh twitter that's twitter handle uh, and also same same handle for for in, in, instagram um and also like i you know i have my youtube channel which is uh izzyland yt i-z-z-y-l-a-n-d-y-t and, and also like the, my podcast izzyland uncut um that that you'll find on you know on anchor um no oh, yeah spotify apple and very various others and i plan on making another episode uh uh like ho- hopefully this coming week because i is i mean if if i have the energy because it's been it's been pretty rough but uh uh yeah um just just uh be on the lookout make sure to subscribe you know and check out whatever content like if you like the visuals and definitely go to my youtube channel but yeah you can find me there um and yeah like uh yeah you may first thank you awesome um my name is Faye Koo, and i'm i'm at palestine math Hell yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my name is Shale Riley. I am at S-H-A-E-L-R-I-L-E-Y on Twitter. Thank you so much for your time and attention. This was an amazing, amazing episode. Really, really good. Really did what we intended to, bridging communication gaps. Really nice to meet and know those guys better. So thank you for sticking around to the end of this thing. Uh, we love you. See, you. see you soon. Goodbye. Great show.